Hallelujah. Amen. Can you look at the person on your right and to your left and tell them, welcome to church this morning. Say, neighbor, I hope you came with your calendar. I hope you came with your calendar this morning. I hope you came with your calendar this morning. I hope you came with your calendar this morning. Amen. Uh, this is a very good morning and uh, or afternoon already. I'm going to be brief this morning, this afternoon, but I want to share something very serious and something very profound. One of the things that God wants every one of us to have. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 9. Let me rush it because of time. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Are you there? Luke 9 verse 1. Luke 9 verse 1. Luke 9 verse 1. He said, then he, then he called his disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils. Over all devils over all devils and to cure diseases John chapter 1 verse 12 John 1 12 John 1 12 John 1 12 are you there John 1 12 he says but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. The last one, Daniel chapter 11. Daniel 11 verse 32 Daniel 11:32 Daniel 11:32 and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries but they he or they the people that do know their god they shall be strong and they shall do exploit God bless his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, what, what controls our world is power. What controls this world, what controls this generation is power. Therefore, if you are in this world and you lack power, the enemy will make a mockery, will make mockery with your life and the enemy will play games with your destiny. If you are in this world and you don't have power, it means you have signed a deal with hell. You have signed a deal with poverty. You have signed a deal with sickness. You have signed a deal with troubles. The lack of power is the, is the, is the invitation for defeat. The lack of power is the invitation for defeat, is the invitation for trouble. The lack of power is the invitation for, uh, for servitude, for slavery. Is the invitation for failure. The lack of power is the invitation of devils and demons. Because the moment you don't have power, you become a child or a person that the devil can play games with. Show me a man without power, then I've seen a person... Who is a slave to the devil? The devil will respect you when you have power. He will respect you if power is upon your life. But where there is no power, then the devil can come in and out, do whatever he wants to do, and get away with it. Where there is lack of power, the devil enjoys breakfast, lunch, and supper. Where there is lack of power, the devil enjoys going there. Where there is no power, demons, witches, and wizards will enjoy having a good time there. 
Where there is a lack of power, failure is not far-fetched. Demons will always be playing around there. Where there is no power, the place, a powerless place is a room for the devil. A powerless life is a platform for the devil. A powerless destiny is imprisoned by the devil because there is nothing that confronts him every time he shows up. So anywhere there is a lack of power is the same place where the devil enjoys visiting. So if the devil enjoys visiting your house, if the devil enjoys visiting your place of work, if the devil enjoys visiting your life, it's an indication of the lack of power. So wherever there is no power, the devil and demons will always have a conference. Where there is no power, the devils and demons will always have party. Where there is no power, the devil and demons will always have the upper hand and the upper say. Where there is no power, the devil and demons will dance all kinds of music. Where there is no power, the devil will steal from you and get away with it and nobody would confront him. Where there is no power, the devil will always come in to steal and kill and destroy and get away with it and come back the next day because there is nothing that stops him from coming. So a powerless Christian is a slave of the devil. A powerless believer is a believer who does not know his authority, who does not know his right, and who does not know his place, and who does not know his height against the devil. A powerless believer is a believer that the devil will always mess up. A powerless Christian is a Christian that the devil will always destroy, that the devil will always defeat. A powerless believer is a believer who cannot rise above the weather, who cannot rise above circumstances. A powerless believer is a believer that the enemy puts a limit on his life. That no matter how much you try to shake your body and how much you try to come out, you can't because there is, there is something placed on you that will not allow you to rise. A powerless Christian is a Christian that the devil shuts the cloud and shuts the heaven over his head that is not able to rise beyond where he is. When you find out that your life is in one place, when you find that, if you find that, that you are not growing, it is either the devil is having a good time in your life or you are waiting on God to intervene in your life. A powerless Christian is a Christian that the enemy would always put all his junk in his life. If you are a powerless believer, the devil would throw all junk on you. He would dump his things on you. He would dump his troubles on you. He would dump all kinds of troubles on you. When you are powerless, the devil will enjoy having a nice time in your life. And that is why the first thing God gave to Adam and Eve when he created them was power and dominion because he understood the importance of power that if you were to live in this world where Lucifer, where the devil and demons are running around looking for whom to devour, you will need power to always keep him far away from you. So God had to give them power. He gave Adam and Eve dominion and authority to be in control of the earth and to be in control of the whole systems of this world. Because if you don't have power, then the enemy is going to steal from you. If you don't have power, then the enemy will rob you. If you don't have power, even your dominion, even your Christianity will be in doubt. A Christian without power will doubt his salvation. A Christian without power, people will look at you and ask you, where is your God? Because ladies and gentlemen, the devil is not coming to make you have a nice day. He's coming to make sure your life is miserable. And the only way to stop him is by the power of God. 
If you don't have power, then you can shut the devil up. If you don't have power, you can kick the devil out of your life. If you don't have power, you can destroy the onslaught of the devil. If you don't have power, I tell you things would happen to you. I tell you the devil will play with your life. If you don't have power, the devil will mess you up in broad daylight. If you don't have power, the devil will confuse you. He will trouble you. The devil will throw you in the pit of exasperation. He will throw you in the pit of trouble. If you don't have power, then sickness will have a resting place in your life. Power is the ability to do work. Power, the Greek word is dynamis or dynamo. That is power. When this power is upon you, it gives you a level of authority over circumstances and situations. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody under the sound of my voice, you need power in your life to go beyond the usual. You need power in your life to rise beyond normal. You need power in your life to defeat hell. You need power in your life to conquer hell. You need power in your life. Let me tell you, the devil will not respect your beauty. He will not respect your degrees. He will not respect how muscular you are. He will not respect the Queen's English you speak. The only thing demons and the devil respects is power. Somebody say power. Somebody say again power. The only thing the devil will respect is power. So in case you think you are a nice person, so the devil is going to respect you because you are a nice person, you are joking. In case you say, I, I, I went to school, I'm educated, and the devil respect me because of what I have acquired, you are joking. The devil will not respect you because of what you have gathered. He will respect you because of the power that is in you. The Bible says, and Jesus called his 12 disciples and he gave them authority and power over all unclean devils to cast them out. Which means Jesus understood that before my disciples can truly do what I have assigned them to do, they must be possessed with power. They must carry the power. They must be loaded with power in order for them to carry out the assignment that I have given to them. You can have an assignment on your life. But if power is absent, you can have glory, you can have a great assignment, a great destiny and a great purpose. But if power is not in your life, it will only be a dream that will not come to pass. It will only be a desire that will never happen. It will be only be a prayer that will never get an answer. The lack of power is a lack of direction. The lack of power is a lack of authority. The lack of power is a lack of grace. The lack of power is a lack of victory. Where there is no power, victory cannot be seen. Where there is no power, dominion cannot be seen. Where there is no power, I tell you the devil will come in and out of your life. He will take things from you and nobody will stop him. Somebody say, I'm getting power today. Say it one more time, I'm getting power today. Say it one more time, I'm getting power today. So what is power? Power is the grace that God puts on you that enables you to do what the natural man cannot do. Power, therefore, is a release of energy and strength upon a mortal man that enables him to do what normal people cannot do. When power is upon you, you are able to carry out assignments which are not common for common men. I tell you, when power comes upon you, there are things that you will do that nobody can do. When power comes upon you, you will walk on the water. When power comes upon you, you will fly in the air. When power comes upon you, you will achieve what is not common for common men. So power, therefore, is number three definition of power that I have. Power is a grace that comes upon a man that makes him do what God does. 
power of God comes upon you to enable you to do what only God can do. Jesus says, greater work shall you do than the ones I have done because I am going to my Father. In other words, I am giving you the ability, I am capacitating you to do what normal people cannot do. I am giving you the ability to do what common men cannot do. Do you want to do what normal people cannot do? Do you want to go faster than common men? Do you want to achieve more than normal people? Then you need the power of God on your life. What is power? My third, fourth definition of power. Power is a grace that comes upon you that makes you extraordinary, that comes upon you, that makes you supernatural in order for you to achieve the things that normal men cannot achieve. In other words, power is the ability to achieve things that normal people cannot achieve. When you have power, what normal people cannot achieve, you are able to achieve it. Number five definition of power. Power is the presence of God in the life of a man that scares the devil away from him. You know why the devil is your friend? It's because there is no power. You know why the devil enjoys coming to your house? It's because there is no power. Do you know why the devil likes coming to your life? It's because there is no power. The lack of power is an official invitation to the devil to visit you every day, to come to your house and do whatever he wants to do. But the presence of power or the presence of God in the life of a man is what enables the man to do what normal people cannot do. To achieve what normal people cannot achieve. Number six, definition of power. Power is the hand of God upon the life of a man that carries him and puts him where he belongs. I tell you, power, when it comes upon you, you don't walk like normal men. You don't go from point A to point B. You will fly from point A to point Z because power is the ability for you to run faster and do things better than normal people can do. Today, power will come on you. I say power will come on you. I say power will come on you. I say power will come on you. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm ready for power. Say, are you ready? Are you ready for power? Are you ready for power? Say, I'm ready for power. I'm ready for the power of God. I'm ready for the power of God. Now, how do I get power? Number one, you don't get spiritual power by going to the gym. You only build your physical muscles when you go to the gym. But when you want to build your spiritual power, then you have to go to the place of God. Now, the first step to power is by receiving Jesus. For the Bible says in John 1 verse 12, but as many as did what? As received him, to them he gave what? Power to become the sons of God. Which means you cannot be a son without the power of God. The power of God is what enables you to become a son of God. You can be a child of God. We are all children of God because we are created by God. But to become a son of God, you need power. So the first step to power is by what? Accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The second step to power, when you want to get power from God, the second step is to deny yourself. You cannot have yourself and expect God to use the self you have not given to him. You cannot keep yourself to yourself and expect God to use the self you have not handed over to him. For God to power your body, for God to power your life, for God to power your spirit, your life must be handed over to God. Kabadaya. Your life must be what? Handed over to God. For God to use your life. Your life must be handed over to God. And how do
do you hand your life over to God? Listen to me. The first step, you are born again. You're a child of God. You have become a Christian by confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But the second step is the practicality aspect of it. Where you deliberately, intentionally allow God take over the whole fiber of your being, take over your thought, your mind, your spirit, your body. That is when God powers your body for you to begin to rise beyond normal. Number three, you do what God wants you to do. Obeying divine instruction is one of the steps to power. When God asks you to fast, you fast. When God asks you to shut up, you shut up. When God asks you to move, you move. When he gives you instruction, divine instruction is a doorway to power. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. God is looking for the obedience of people. People who are obedient enough to be a carrier, to be carriers of his power. You must do what? Whatever he tells you to do. Jesus one time walked to a wedding and the Bible said they wanted wine. And Mary said to him, they need wine. And Jesus said, what do I have to do with you, woman? And she went to the disciples. He said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And they were waiting. And he said, fill the water pot with water. When they obeyed, their water became wine. So obedience is powerful. It's a very powerful tool if you must operate in power. Number four, fasting and prayer. A man that is sold out to fasting and prayer, it does not matter how much he's defeated, he will rise. A man, a woman that is given to fasting and prayer, it doesn't matter how much of hell gangs up against them. They will always rise again. A man of power is not easily defeated. A woman of power is not easily defeated. You can put them down, but at the end of the day, they will rise again. Look at the neighbor say, neighbor, I'm rising. I, I, I'm, I'm rising, I'm rising. Because I, I got power and, and I'm rising 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 and I'm rising. Number six way to carry power is by becoming the representatives of God. Making yourself available to represent God. The Bible said that men who dress at the, at the word of God, people who love God, who can represent God anywhere, people who are not ashamed. Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus, for it is the power of God. So when you are not ashamed, you carry the power that comes with the word of God. You can represent God anywhere. You are not ashamed to tell people that you are a Christian. You are not ashamed to carry Bible to show people at work that you are a believer. When you get to that point where you are no longer ashamed to proclaim the gospel, then power is released on you. So many Christians are ashamed to talk about God. Ashamed to tell their colleagues that they are born again. But your colleagues will tie things on their hands. Tie things around their waist. They, they are proud of their sangoma. But believers are ashamed to talk about their Jesus. Jesus says, if you are ashamed to tell men about me, I will be ashamed to tell my father about you. Do you know that your prayer cannot reach God until it goes through Jesus? So if Jesus is ashamed to talk about you to his father. No wonder your prayers are not getting results. When you deny Jesus and you are ashamed to talk about your salvation, ashamed to talk that you're a believer because people will mock you and they will say all manner of things against you. And tomorrow you come to tell Jesus to go tell the father about you. Jesus will say, I will be ashamed of you too. So the word, the step to power is by becoming a representative, an ambassador of God. Number six, step to power. Stay away from sin. Iniquity is a nullifier of power. 
sin is a nullifier of divine ability. Where there is sin, where there is sin, where there is sin, where there is sin, where there is iniquity, power cannot operate. Do you know what iniquity is? Iniquity is the destroyer of your impunity. Iniquity is a destroyer of your audacity. Iniquity is a destroyer of your power. If you have iniquity in you, David says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So when you live in iniquity, when you live in sin, I tell you, you cannot operate in power. Men that will carry the power of God are men that are dead to the flesh. Men that are dead to, to self. Men that are dead to the things of this world. Paul says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? Anywhere there is sin, God is far. Wherever there's iniquity, God is far. God cannot cohabit. He cannot coexist with the iniquity. Where there is iniquity, you can find God. So iniquity and sin is one of the destroyer of power. And sin is a destroyer of power. Somebody say, I'm righteous. Come on, declare with me, say, I'm righteous. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. Say it one more time, I'm the righteousness of God. Say it one more time, I am the righteousness of God. So iniquity destroys your divine ability. Show me a man who wants to walk in power. I've seen a person who has made a deal with righteousness. Righteousness is powerful. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and bread, but it's a righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost. You want to walk in power? You must stay away from grudges. Stay away from unforgiveness. Stay away from sin. Stay away from iniquity. Stay away from things that will kill the fire of God in you. I tell you, iniquity will stop you. Iniquity will kill what you carry. Iniquity will abort your pregnancy. Ladies and gentlemen, when you live in sin, you cannot carry the sacred thing of God called power. Power. Number five or number six. Ways to walk in power. You must not be easily moved by the things of this world. First John chapter 2 verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you enjoy the things of this world, if you are distracted by the things of this world, you cannot carry the power of God. Have you wondered why demons can joke with you? Demons can beat you up in the night. You, have you wondered? Because God is far away. Ah, yeah, yeah. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord are too pure. Can to behold iniquity. Where there is iniquity, God is far away. You want to walk in power? You want to walk in power? You must refuse to be distracted by the things of this world. Refuse to be distracted by the things of this world. Adam and Eve lost dominion when they took their eyes off the promises and covenant of God and they began to look at a tree that had nothing to offer them. Eating the tree will nullify your power. Eating the tree will kill your power. The power you carry inside can die by the fruit fruit that you eat, by the things that you do, by the spirit that is inside of you. Your power can be nullified by the actions you do, by the way you live your life. You must make up your mind that you are going to carry power and the mundane things of this world ain't going to attract and distract you anymore. Am I talking to somebody here? There are so many things in this world that can take your focus from power. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout amen. Say another amen now. Say amen one more time. Say amen one more time. Say amen one more time. When your eyes are taken from the world, when your eyes are removed from the things of this world, you become a friend of God. For the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. You cannot be a friend of this world and remain a friend of God. Abraham became a friend of God when he left his father's house, when he left his kindred, when he left his country, he became a friend of God. You become a friend of God when you live something. 
something very close to you, something very good to you, something very nice to you, but it's antithetical to the will of God for your life. You separate from it. That is when God exposes you, reveals you into the dimension of power. If you have not left anything, if there is nothing you have left, you are not qualified for power. For him to give Peter power, Peter had to leave fishing. For him to give Matthew power, Matthew had to leave everything. Am I talking to somebody here? One time Jesus met two disciples. They were walking with their father. They were called the sons of Zebedee. While they were busy with their father, he came to them and said, follow me. They left their father, left everything, and they Follow Jesus. One day Peter tapped Jesus and said, Jesus, we have left mother, father, brother, sister. What shall be our inheritance? And Jesus said, no man liveth all these things that will not receive a reward from God. Anytime you leave something, something follows you. Anytime you leave something, power comes on you. You cannot do everything about the world. You cannot do like the world people. You cannot live the worldly life and expect to come power power and lust don't coexist power and sin don't coexist power and carnality cannot coexist power power can only work in your life when the devil and all his things are far away from you Someone say, I'm getting power right now. Someone say, I'm getting power right now. Some I'm getting power. Some I'm getting power. Some I'm getting power. Number four, number, number two, number three points I want to give is about how to use power. How to use power. How to use power. Because it's possible to have power, but you are unable to use it. There are people that have power, but they don't know how to use power. For your power to be used, you need authority. Do you know that when soldiers go for battle, the guns they have is power. But the authority, they need to use the power. So you need authority to use the power that you have. The reason your power is not being used is because you don't have the authority. The Bible says in that verse we read, he said he gave his disciples power and authority. In other words, they have power but he had to give them the certification. He had to certify them to use power. So how do I use the power that I have? You can have power, but you don't have authority. Power is like a gun. Authority is the ability to pull the trigger. So when God gives you power, ask him to give you authority. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, behold, I give unto you power or authority to trample upon serpent and scorpion. In other words, authority is the practical aspect of power. Authority is the practical aspect of power. When you have power and you lack authority, the power will not benefit you. Power don't benefit authority-less people. Authority-less is the invalidation of power. When there is power inside of you and there is no authority, the power becomes invalid. So you need power to use. You need authority to use the power that you have. So how do I use it? Number one, you need to recognize. You need to know. You must know first that you have power. That verse that we read in, in, in Daniel chapter 11 verse 32, it says, such as do wickedly against his covenant shall he flatter by corruption but they that do know, do know, do know do know, they that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do it, so the first thing is discovery you must know that you have power you must know it, that's number one because if you don't know you have power, you will cry all the time to God, and God is uh, God will ask you, What are you crying to me? One time Moses went to God and in, in tears and said, Lord, I've come. The Lord said, Why are you crying unto me? You have the power already. Now I give you authority to use the power. Speak to the rock, the rock will give water. 
Someone say amen. The first one is that you need to know that you have power. Number two, you need to know where and when to use power. You don't say because you have power, you want to curse everybody you see. You don't say because you have power, you want to compete with everybody. You don't say because you have power, you want to fight everybody. Whoever talks against you the way you don't like, you curse the person because you feel you have power. You are not using the power judiciously. So the power cannot work. Am I talking to somebody? The power cannot work for a man who does not use the power judiciously. If you don't use power judiciously, power will not work for you. You must use it according to the laws of of God. You will use it according to the will of God. You don't just curse people anyhow. You don't just compete with people anyhow because you have power. The number three thing that activates power that enables you to use power is by knowing the word of God. What does the word of God say about power? What does God say about power? The fourth one, you can only use power when you are not a friend of the devil. You cannot cast out a devil you've been dating. You can't cast out a devil you're sleeping with. Am I talking to somebody here? If the devil is your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you cannot operate in power. I am, am I talking to somebody here? You cannot operate in power when the devil is your friend. Now number four. Number four ways to operate in power. You must hate with passion the devil and his doings. You must hate with passion. With passion until you hate the devil. And you hate what he does passionately. You cannot operate in power. Power. God is not giving you power to fight against people. He's not giving you power to compete with people. God is giving you power to shut the mouth of hell. So if you don't hate hell, if you don't hate the devil and hate what he does, power will not work in you. I am an amanaya. For you to carry the power of God. For you to shut the mouth of the devil. For you to quench the fairy dart of the wicked. For you to shut the mouth of liars. For you to come out of Nebuchadnezzar's fire. You need to know the use and the meaning. You need to know the use. The importance of power. God is not giving you power to become better than another person. He's giving you power to become better than the devil. To defeat hell. God is not giving you power to compete with others. He's giving you power to cast the devil. To cast them out. To lock the door against the devil. That is why God gives you power. How to use the power of God. How to use the power of God. You can use the power of God. Listen. To use the power of God. Listen. Do you know that there are people who got the power but they lost the power because they did not know how to use it. You don't know how to use it and you lost the power in the process. I tell you it's very possible to get power today and lose it the next minute. It's very possible to receive power from God and you lose it the next minute because you are using it the wrong way. Using power the wrong way will make you lose power. I tell you, do you know, let me tell you, the moment power comes on you, one thing you must avoid is pride. You must fight against pride. Pride is a destroyer of power. The Bible said pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. If you are a proud, and you know something? You can never tell a proud person is proud. Proud people will never agree they are proud. Pride is a killer. Pride 
Pride is a destroyer. A nullifier of power. An abrogator of power. A quencher of fire. If you carry power and you allow pride, I tell you, you will lose it. Lucifer lost power. Lucifer lost authority. Lucifer lost his place because of pride. Because of the power God gave to him, pride enters him. Do you know that anytime power comes upon you, the first thing the devil looks for is a way to put pride in you. Because he knows that the moment you become proud, God will fight you. For God resisted the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. When you are proud, you become an enemy of God. A proud man is an enemy of God. A proud woman is an enemy of God. You want to carry power? Fight against pride. Fight against pomposity. Fight against arrogance. That, that also relates to position in society. Your position at work, your position at school, your position in society, your position in church, your position anywhere. Never allow power control you. Never allow power mislead you. Never allow power destroy you. Do you know, if you read, if you read Matthew chapter 7 from verse 21, he said, not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that said to me, but he that doeth the will of my father. For many will say to me, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We do mighty things in your name. In your name, we heal the sick. You know, when you carry the ministry of power, one thing you must fight against, you must fight against anything that will make you lose heaven. The moment God gives you power, the devil wants to make sure you don't make heaven. He will make sure. You don't make heaven. So to carry power, you must fight against arrogance. Arrogance. Arrogance has, has quenched a lot of people's destinies. I mean, those you are supposed to have assessed, you are unable to assess the door because of arrogance. Arrogance is a destroyer. Arrogance. What are the signs of pride? Seven signs of pride. Number one, if you are proud, nobody can correct you. A proud man is not correctable. A you cannot correct a proud man. You cannot correct a proud woman. Number two, a proud person is talkative. They talk too much. They talk too much. They are talking too much. Number three, talk the people who always like to defend themselves. You always want to appear better than other people. You are proud. You are proud. You are proud. If you always want to be the best, always want to appear better than other people, you are a proud person. You are a, a proud person is very argumentative. They must win the arguments. They will never lose any argument. That's a sign of pride. A proud person will never agree that they are proud. A proud person will not come to church if they don't have new clothes. They will never come to church if they don't buy new shoes. They will never pray if God has not answered their last prayer. Pride. No new shoe, no church. No new clothes, no church. You are arrogant. Arrogant on God. And God is fighting the arrogant people. That's a sign of pride. A sign of pride is the sign of competition. If you see somebody wearing a shoe and you want to buy that same shoe, you are a proud person. Very proud. Very, very proud because you don't want anybody to appear more beautiful than you are. You are a proud person and God resists the proud but it gives grace to the humble. You want God to use you. Fight against the spirit of pride. Fight against the spirit of arrogance. A proud person does not want to serve God. Proud people, they always have a reason why they will not serve God. They always have a reason why they cannot serve God. They always have a reason why they cannot be available for God. You are proud. Anybody who shies away from service to God is a proud person. Is an arrogant person. And God cannot favor you. Proud person. A proud person cannot take instruction. Proud people, they are so stubborn, they don't take it. They, you, can never, you can never tell a proud person what to do. Let me tell you, the greatest, the greatest test of humility is when you are being led by the people you led. 
That's why nobody, people can't deal with that. You are leading people now. The people you are leading are leading you. How do you handle it? Proud. There are people that will be in position. When they are asked for other people to lead them, they don't want. They hate to be led, but they want to lead. You can never be a good leader until you have led. And after you're being led, sometimes God will bring you down so that somebody can lead you. But arrogant people can't handle it. They can't handle those they led to lead them. That is arrogance. You can be in a position and now someone is elevated above you. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. That's proud. And even in church, there are people like that. God resists the proud. I tell you, positions, spiritual position is not automatically maintained. Sometimes God can allow the people that you have led to lead you. Do you know why Saul died? Saul died because he couldn't handle the fact that a David, that he was a king over that has become a king over here. He couldn't handle the fact that David was going to be his king after he had been a king over David. He couldn't handle that. That's why he died like a chicken. A proud man will refuse to be led by people because he feels I have led them. They cannot lead me. That is why nobody will listen to you because you are arrogant. That's the greatest test of humility. Where you are here, God brings you down and says, let somebody lead you. And you are able to follow. Arrogant people, they will never. They have this self selfishness that they will never be led by anybody. That's arrogance. I'm finishing. I'm finishing. So arrogance will put you. You know what pride does? Pride makes you rub shoulder with God. When you are proud, it's like you and God. You are rubbing shoulders with God. That's what pride. That's why God hates proud people. Can you can you handle can you handle being led by those that led you? Can you stand being led by those that led you? Can you stand it? Can you stand it? Can you stand being helped by those that helped you? Can you stand being directed or being advised by those you advised? Can you stand taking, am I talking to somebody here? Can you stand taking instruction from those you once took instruction for? Pride will never allow you to do that. When God brings you down and allows one person to lead you, please be humble enough to follow. Be humble enough to follow. If you're at work and someone that was under you has gone above you, you start becoming bitter, angry, angered. You become very miserable because someone below you has gone above you. Come on. The Bible said promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. For God is the judge. He puts down one, he takes up another. When God decides to say, okay, go down a little bit, let me put somebody above you, don't take it angrily. Take it with grace. Am I talking to somebody here? Take it with grace and be happy because there is a reason why God takes you down. For you to jump higher, you have to go lower. You go low before you jump. A man who cannot humble cannot go higher. But I pray for you today that God will give you heights. God will give you levels. God will increase you to greater heights so that you can do what God has anointed you to do. Lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. You want to go high in life? Sometimes God will reduce you. Look at a man called Moses. Moses was the king's son. He enjoyed all the beauties of Egypt. He was a prince in Egypt. But for God to make him the president of over two million Jews, God had to reduce him. He became a shepherd. He became a shepherd. He became a shepherd, taking care of animals. When God saw how faithful he was, God called him in the wilderness. I said, now I have tested you. I see you can do it now. God gave him power and authority. The power he never saw before. He was able to command it. Because when you humble yourself, God will take you high. Yes. You want to carry power? Be humble. Serving those who are beneath you. Huh? 
Jesus says, if any man want to be great in the kingdom of God, let him do what? Reduce himself like a little child. Do you know one of the reasons you can't truly see power in your life is because you want to be served. 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 You only, only you want, you don't want to serve. You want to be served. Let people serve you. You don't want to serve other people. That is why you can't see power. Because power is for service. Power is for service. If you, if God does not see a reason to give you power, he can't give you power. And when I talk about power, we have this, several dimensions of power. I'm finishing. We have several dimensions of power. The first power we have is spiritual power. Spiritual power where you are able to control your environment. You are able to put fire in the atmosphere that demons can fly in your complex. You are able to put fire in the cloud that demons can fly across your roof. That when you open your mouth, power oozes out of your mouth. Glory comes out of your mouth. Strength comes out of your mouth. When you have that power, you are able to tell the devil shut up and the devil keep quiet you're able to tell demons keep quiet and they will go mute when you have that power you are in control spiritually you're in authority the second level of power is financial power the bible says in, in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 but thou shalt remember the lord your god for it is he that gives you power to make money it is he that give you power to make wealth so the second power is power over money when you have that power, you can control money. Money will answer to you. You say, money, I want you to come to me now. And money will answer. For the Bible says, money answereth all things. When you have power, you can speak the language of money. Money will appear. Am I talking to somebody here? The third level of power is to talk to inanimate objects. The ability to talk to what? The ability to talk to what? Inanimate. Somebody say inanimate. Say inanimate now. Objects. Jesus says in Mark 11, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, mountains don't move. Mountains don't have legs. Mountains are inanimate. But Jesus said, when I give you power, you can talk to the mountains and they will move into the sea. You need power to talk to a car that is not moving. You need power to talk to a dormant bank account. You need power to talk to your inanimate job, inanimate business. You need power to speak to things that don't have ears and they will hear you. Number three. This one, please. You must be very careful with this one. This one, you must be very, very careful. Very, very careful. I call it power over humans. Power over people. This one you must be, if God gives you this one, this is where you must be very, very careful. Power over people. The Bible said the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. He turns it like the rivers of water whithersoever he will. In fact, God said to Moses, I have made you a God over Pharaoh, which is power over a human being. I have made you a God over Pharaoh and Aaron shall be your spokesman. In other words, God made Moses Power gave him power over human beings. You can have power over human beings. You are going for an interview and you have already spoken to the people interviewing you in the spirit. You have already commanded them to do exactly what you want them to do. You have already programmed them and they will listen to you as you are talking. While you are talking, even if you are talking rubbish, they will clap for you because you have already taken charge of the environment power over human beings you don't fail another interview because you will talk to the ceos you talk to those interviewing you even before you arrive there you have already called their names you said as soon as you see me you will listen to me whatever i say you will agree receive the power receive the power receive the power Number five, power over sicknesses and diseases. The Bible says, and they gave them power over these demons and over what? 
diseases, over sickness. Power over sickness. See, if God gives you power, please, everybody, you are going to pray today that God should give you power over sickness. When God gives you power over sickness, that headache enters your head. You say, get out. Instantly it goes. Am I talking to someone here? You are receiving power over sickness now. You will not need Panadol anymore. You will get God at all. You will not need tablets anymore. You will need Godlet in your life. Somebody shout out her power. You will not need tablets anymore. The Lord is your healer. You will not need tablets anymore because you have power over sickness. You have power over diseases. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I give you power today in the name that is above every other name against cancer, against HIV, against sugar diabetes, against high blood pressure, against leukemia, against glaucoma, against myopia, and hypermetropia, against every disease in your body, against every problem. You have power. 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 I tell you, demons will fear you when you have power over diseases. Whether Ebola or no Ebola, it cannot affect you. Whether cancer or no cancer, it cannot affect you. Whether disease or no disease, it cannot affect you. Somebody say, have power. Say, have power. No flu will touch you. No headache will touch you. No sickness will touch you. No demon will touch you. You get power. Number what? Number six. I have one more to go. Number six. Power over government. Someone say power over government. Come and preach. Now preach with me. Say power over government. I know our sound is bad today. I don't know what's happening here. But talk to me. Say power over government. Talk now. Say power over government. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. At the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. When God gives you power over government, government don't sit on your head. You carry government on your shoulder. You are in charge. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? You are in charge of the systems. You are in charge of the systems. You are in charge of the systems. Systems don't control you. You control system. Oh my God. Oh my God. They say everybody must buy a car by credit. You say, no, I am out of that. I am in charge of that system. I don't buy a car on credit. I buy a car cash. I buy a house cash because I am above the system of credit. Oh, receive the power, receive the power, receive the power. May you have money to buy this cash. You are not a debtor. You are not a debtor. You are not a debtor. My God will shock you. With his power, you will buy things cash. You will own nobody. Let me pray for you. Under the power of the Holy Ghost. From this day, you own no man anything. Your house is paid up. Your money is coming. Your car is paid up. Everybody you owe, you are paying off now. Receive the ability. Receive the ability. Receive the ability. Listen, let me show you. Let me show you one of the wrong side of this system. Eh? In South Africa, if you go to get loan, they will check to see if you have, if you are indebted somewhere before they give you loan. Yes. They check your credit record. They check, are you owing somebody that you are paying? If you have not owed anybody, you are not paying anything, they say you don't qualify. Ah! Am I talking? Is that not true? I know this thing. They check your record to see, who are you owing? Are you owing Absa? You owing? You are not owing. You are not qualified. Ah, uh, uh, that's witchcraft now. That's witchcraft. <laughs> Because the system of the country wants everybody to be indebted. That devil is a liar. 
you are breaking out of that system. You break out of that system. You will drive your car cash. You will live in your house cash. Whatever you do, it will be cash. Kabadabaya. Jegede. Zugadabada. Madabadabada. Zege. I feel it. I shang a pagati. I sit now. I sit here. I see power dropping on people. Power dropping on people. Power dropping on people. The last power. Power over positions. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You didn't hear that one. Power over positions. The position you are in now. If you don't like it, you can change it. I am an higher. I pray for you. Where you want to be, that is where you will be. Where you want to occupy, that is where you will occupy. That your amen is standing on one leg. Shout amen like Fufuzela. Shout amen like Fufuzela. Shout amen like Fufuzela. Come on, When God put you there, you were just a secretary. From being a secretary to manager, from manager to director, from director to CEO, from CEO to, to, to AI. Oh my God. That power is coming on you. I pray for you. You will not remain in that position. Your level is changing. You are moving position. You are going to the next level. Somebody say, I'm going. Come and say, I'm going. Say it again, say, I'm going. Say, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. You know, when you have this power, they say at work, you have to work for three years before you get promotion. No. <laughs> when you have this authority, one year is enough. Six months is enough. Six months is enough. Six months is enough. Six months is enough. Ay, 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 ay. Maya. I love this one. I love this one. People would think you are using Muti. They would say, how come you just came now? And now you are a boss over us. What is the secret? You tell them I have power over positions. Let me, let me make it scriptural. The Bible says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations. And every item exalts itself above the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Then Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to defeat, to defeat the devil, to fight against the wiles of the devil. Then he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. That means you have the power to control positions. You have the power to control hierarchies. You have the power to control places. Do you want that power? Take it in the name of Jesus. When you have this power, you are in charge. You take dominion. My daughter here, and I told her, I saw in the spirit, I said, God is giving you the position of your boss. I told her, so every day in the morning when she goes, she lays hands on the boss's office and said, this, this office is mine. She was taking dominion. Taking, said, this office is mine. Every day she said, this office is mine. This office, my prophet said, this office is mine. I take it. Three months down the line, the boss re retired. Is he retired or what do you call it? Resigns. Resigns. Say, I'm no, I'm no longer in here. I'm traveling. I want to go somewhere else. He left the position and they came to Anna and said, don't you like it? She said, I like it. He said, take it. Power over position. My son, my son called Yugesh in Mitran Church. He works in Aldi 
Aldi Sanden. He's a manager in Aldi Sanden. So I told him, I said to him, son, what do you want? He said he wants to be a dealer principal. A dealer principal is a person in charge of a dealership. Like Toyota dealership, uh, uh, any dealership, the person in charge is called dealer principal. He said he wanted a dealer principal position. I said, which office is here? I said, is that man born again? He said, no. Is your dealer principal born again? He said, no. I said, okay, go and touch the door. I give you power to go and take that position. So every day we touch the door. I take it. I take it. I take it. One day, the man decided, he said, I don't want this office anymore. He moved out of that office and went another place. That office is vacant now. And they sent him an email and they said, please come and fill some forms because we are considering you for dealership position. Not only, not only on the local level, we want to put you in the directorship. So he's no longer, he's not just going to be a dealer principal. He's going to be in the, he's going to be a decision maker in Audi, in Audi International. My God, who told you that power is powder? Power is not powder. Am I talking to somebody? Power is not powder. When you carry power, you will control environment. Everybody stand on your feet. When you carry power, you can change anything. When you carry power, when you carry power, mountains will move on your behalf. Mountains will respect you. everybody who wants power here wait oh, do you know that even Jesus could not do anything without power Acts chapter 10 verse 48 how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power even Jesus needed power how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. When he stepped out of John the Baptist's water, the Bible said the Holy Ghost came upon him. The Bible said one time Jesus was hungry in the wilderness. After the temptation, he was hungry. An angel came and empowered him from God. You need power. You need power to serve God. Because while serving God, people will maltreat you. People will not appreciate you. People will look down on you. People say all manner of things against you. So you need power to continue. People are backsliding because they don't have power. 